What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I am beyond excited for today's episode. I am releasing it basically right after recording it because I don't know, it just, it was so incredibly moving. First of all, you'll all be so proud of me. I completely reined in my fangirling. Hopefully it actually sounds that way. But today having Casey Stroh from who we know as Martha on High School Musical, now a TikTok sensation. She has blown up all over YouTube and Instagram doing what she loves, which is dance and being a mom and doing some really, really cool stuff. She has over 2 million followers on TikTok now and 37 million likes. She's doing something right, but she is also 18 years into the industry and her body has been a topic of conversation for a really long time. I am going to be just warning you as we go into this conversation that we are going to be talking about our experiences with dieting and diet culture. And also there is a little bit of discussion in there as well regarding calories at one point and movement and different types of fitness and, and all of that fun stuff and differentiating diet culture from how we live our lives. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It might be one of my top five of all time. Enjoy the show. All right, Casey, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so excited to finally chat with you. We've had this I know. plan for a bit. and I know. I it's so nice. So excited. <laughs> I was so excited the day you showed up on, I think it was in, in my Instagram feed. You showed up on my Instagram feed and I was like, I know her. I know who that is. And immediately I was like, I know you as Martha from High School Musical. I wouldn't, I can't say I grew up watching them. I was a mom of kids who loved the movies, but I, I mean, it's been how long since all the High School Musical movies to see you kind of like 
all of a sudden, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, it's all of a sudden for me, you've probably been doing this for a while. You have blown up on TikTok. You've got millions of followers on there. You're growing across the platforms. Talk to me about how that's been and was there really a gap in your career or did it just kind of continue and move into this space? Like, let's chat about that whole thing. Well, you know, I am so grateful. First of all, I have been in the industry now for like 18 years, 19 years, I think, which makes me feel super old saying yeah. that. About it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was very blessed to have a great career and, you know, all three films. But then, you know, after I decided to move back home to Utah, my family's from here. My husband's family's from here. And when we started discussing having kids, I knew that I wanted to be around family. And at that time in the industry, things were not as digital. And so that kind of like, you know, took a little bit of a step back, but I just wasn't worried about it because I truly believe everything has a season. I knew that I wanted to be with my kids and I wanted to raise my babies and, and all of that. And, you know, I was still very blessed. I've done Andy Mack and, High School Musical, the musical series and things like that. But when COVID hit, it was like the first time I finally got on TikTok because I I wasn't running around like a chicken with my head cut off for the first time in years. And I just decided to take a chance on it. And I uploaded my first video and it immediately went viral. And all of the fans started finding me. And I was, I'm just really grateful because a lot of people don't realize this. This is also going to make me sound really old. (laughs) But um, when High School Musical first came out, we were not allowed to post. We were not allowed to take pictures. What? It was like all top secret. Everything was watermarked. And social media just wasn't that big of a thing. And it was like soon after that, in like the Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato phase, you know, the marketing teams realized that's a bad approach. And they were all allowed to do it and got millions and millions of followers. But we were like a little behind that. So I have felt like I'm trying to find my people and my fans and and gather them up after the fact. And I feel like TikTok and Instagram, like all social media platforms have been so helpful. And and so, yeah, I found them and they found me. And you know what? here's what I love about that because High School Musical was for a lot of people a big deal. It was like this movie that even if you tried to not love it, you just did. And there was something about it, the messaging in it. And then there was three of them. I remember going like opening weekend for the third, trying to act like I was going for my kids, but so <laughs> stoked. Had the had all, of the had all of the CDs in my car, like ready to go. And it reminds me of when Steve from Blue's Clues came back. Do you remember he did that like, video where he was like, Hey guys, like, I know it's been a while. And like across the board, everyone in COVID, there's this weird shift that happened where a lot of people went back to these things that really brought them comfort. And I found myself having a bowl of Cheerios every single day. And I I thought I was the only one doing that. And I talked to others and they were like, no, I'm going back to like childlike comforts. And then when Steve did that video and the internet blew up about Steve coming back to talk to us. And I feel the same thing when I see people like you, it's like this 
this familiarity, but this comfort, and then we'll get to see you thrive and catch up a little bit, right? It kind of like, we all kind of grew up together in a way. And now we're getting to like, see this next chapter, see a lot of people be parents, be, you know, redefining themselves or just showing up again. I think it's like a really special type of connection when you've connected with somebody at a formidable time. Or like, for me, it was in my, I guess it would have been in my mid twenties when high school musical was out. And that was uh, even still a very formidable time for me. So that's what's, that's how it's felt for me seeing you back. It's like, there's, there's a comfort to it and there's an excitement to it. And there's this like bridging of the old and the new and kind of getting to just experience that together now being like, oh yeah, like we're both moms and we're both like creators. And that's a, just a really exciting thing. But you also, there was not a dry eye, man, when Steve posted that. I feel like we were all like lip quiver, <laughs> tear in our eye. So thank you. I'm honored to be be lumped in with with that crew. Um, I'm I'm very grateful of what Martha did and and her story and my story. And I'm still amazed. I still get contacted all the time. Of like, thank you so much. You have no idea how much you affected my childhood or my self confidence. And all of that to me just makes it all so worth it. Like, yes, to love what I do is wonderful. And then when other people love what I do too, I mean, what, what a gift that is. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The new year feels like a perfect time to refocus on what we want in life. A lot of people have resolutions or goals, but to be honest, I like to just think about what I want, what am I trying to achieve and what are the daily decisions I can make to really get there? This year, I don't want to make mental health a goal. I want to make it a part of my daily routine with Talkspace. Talkspace personally matches you with a licensed therapist you can connect right from your phone or computer so you can get help whenever you need it. Therapy for me has been something that I always think I don't need. I always think I'm okay. In the moments that I book therapy, I think I might need a little bit of support. And when the time actually comes, I feel like I'm totally okay. The moment has passed. Yet each and every single time I engage in therapy, I find something new about myself, that it doesn't have to always be an umbrella approach. Sometimes it's learning new tools along the way. And whether you deal with anxiety, depression, self-doubt, or anything else, Talkspace matches you with a licensed therapist who can give you the support whenever you need it. Everyone needs help sometimes. And if you're struggling with your mental health, connecting to a licensed therapist through Talkspace can help you start feeling better. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists across dozens of specialties. And unlike traditional therapy, Talkspace fits your schedule, not the other way around. With live chat, video, and audio sessions, you can easily fit mental health into your daily routine. Talkspace treats your privacy and security as top priority. You get access to a private virtual room with just you and your therapist. You can send messages 24-7 and get replies throughout the day. No need to wait for your weekly appointment. Talkspace encryption and added security features keep your conversation fully protected as well. Make your mental health more than just a New Year's resolution or goal with Talkspace. Visit Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month when you use promo code PAPAYA at sign up. That's $100 off at Talkspace.com, promo code PAPAYA. Take care. Let's get back to the show. 
I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. But now having that gap of not being to be on social media, you kind of did in a way avoid some scrutiny. Like no matter who you are, you're going to face it. Now coming into it, uh, like at a new time in life, how I can barely scroll the comments on TikTok before I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out of here (laughs) so fast. It is an entirely different world because the people commenting are, I don't think everyone realizes that like on Instagram, it's like 98% of people who are seeing your stuff, they follow you. So they are very aware of who you are. They made that decision on TikTok. 98% of who is seeing your videos has no idea who you are, does not care and very much would like to give you their opinion. So how has that been for you navigating social media in a new time of life? You know, it is very strange. And in fact, my daughter, you know, overheard my husband and I talking about, you know, a comment that somebody left. And, you know, once again, I've been in the industry for so long that I I laugh so many of these things off. And I, you know, and she said, what mom, what did they say? And I pulled her to the side and got down on her little level. And I was like, honey, just so you know, happy people don't attack others. Yes. Just not something they do. And so this person, the problem is within them. It is, it is not within me. And I am not going to give them that power of ruining my day because they, they don't deserve that. And so I, in a sense, I was so glad that it became a learning opportunity because my girls are going to be raised in this time. And, you know, with these (laughs) keyboard heroes and, and trolls, and I want them to know very early on that like, we don't let that affect us. That's mm. a them problem and not an us problem. But I will say, I kind of feel really lucky um, because I have the most incredible fans and my family and I, we all joke about it because anyone who dares like brave the comments section, I feel <laughs> like they're stepping into like- God bless you. You're about to go down. Like, <laughs> a river of like positive piranha. <laughs> that are going to like shut them down so quickly. And most of the times they end up deleting their comments. And I, and I just think, Oh my goodness, I'm so grateful for others who, who love me as I am and who get it and, and who didn't defend my honor. Um, but I, in a sense, I feel like maybe I paid my dues for that. Cause I feel like it was worse for me in the beginning of my career versus now. Now I feel like, you know, bless their hearts. They're like, Oh, you've reached icon status. She's the queen. Nobody touched her. Nobody messed with her, which is like, well, I'm very grateful. I don't think of myself that way, but thank you. But in the beginning, Sarah, it was so hard. I don't think people realize that back then there was not a lot of plus size people on television. No, no. 
it was before Adele became a household name. It was before like Rebel really blew up. And so I felt super lonely. And I would, I mean, Disney, Disney got letters written to them about how dare you put this person on TV? Like it's a bad example for our children of like diabetes and all these things. And it just couldn't have been, you know, further from the truth. I was, you know, dancing my whole life, five hours a day. So I really took the beating and the slamming in the beginning. And I feel like, man, I paid my dues hard. So I'm so grateful that my comment sections are actually not, not too bad at this point. But even, like I said, even when they are, it's, it's a teaching opportunity for, for my children. And, you know, there's something, something wrong within those people that feel the need. Yeah. In her new book, People Change, the author of I'm Afraid of Men lets readers in on the secret to a life of reinvention. People change and no one knows better than Vivek Shreya, who has made a career out of embracing many roles, artist, performer, musician, writer, model, teacher. In People Change, she reflects on the origins of this impulse. This book is a meditation on change itself, why we fear it, why we're drawn to it, what motivates us to change, and what traps us in place. It's also a guide to embracing our many selves and the inspiration to discover who will become next. I love talking about change because when people say, you know, you've changed, it often comes with this tone of disapproval, but change can be so beautiful. Vivek Sharia is an incredibly beautiful, talented Canadian, but her message is global. This book is an incredible read for anybody who's looking to embrace change and all the multitudes that come with it. Vivek Shreya's book is now available, People Change, wherever great books are sold. It's now available in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook. Look for it today, People Change by Vivek Shreya. There's a whole study now on like why people troll and the fact that there's like a dopamine hit that they get. So they will seek it over and over again. But let's, I I love how people always love to like pinpoint social media as the crux of like how things happen. I'm like, no, no, no. We had bad body image before social media was ever here. The media took everybody's bodies and made them headlines for decades. They still do it today. So I know that you weren't spared in any way. I know that you've got gone through it and in a way that you didn't really have control of responding or having the room to kind of keep going through that. That That is like to know that people were truly like health trolling to Disney for having you in a movie and knowing at the same time, like the audience that you didn't know was there and watching and how important you were like, but it still takes a lot to go through that. But, you know, you mentioned Adele and you mentioned Rebel and like all the time, the only things that I've heard about them is their weight. Well, Adele kind of slashed that this year. She finally was like, please, like, I'm not here as like anybody's like body responsibility. Like that's not on me. But 
you hear about them for the last few years when she wasn't doing music for a while, when she was taking a break, all we heard about was her body. Her body was a headline. And, you know, people think all the time that like, it's okay to make comments about somebody as long as they're positive ones, as long as they're like, oh, like, look at her go. Like she looks so good, but the silence is deafening when you're in a larger body. So to lose that loudness of a crowd and then come into the deafening quiet of the other side. But did you have to face a lot of headlines? Like back when you were going through it, was there a lot of, and did you read it? How did you kind of create boundaries and protection for yourself during that? Absolutely. I felt like, you know, there was one time I talked to my publicist and I just said, oh my goodness, Scott, like my body is the least interesting thing about yes. me. Yes. I just wanted to like scream it on a mountain. Like my body is the least interesting thing about me. And, um, every article I felt like was just swayed in that direction. And although I was grateful because it did bring awareness to what I was trying to do early on with the body positive movement, then, you know, sometimes I'd see the article come out and I'm just like, that's not what I said. And that's not how I'm trying to, you know, portray myself. Like, and, you know, Adele has gotten a lot of guff and, and so has Rebel about, losing the weight. And in another interview, somebody asked me about that. And I said, are you, there's no wonder why we lose weight because we're so damn sick of hearing about it. And, and that is the wrong reason. And so I always said, you know, I hope they're doing whatever they want to do for their own selves. And, you know, you can be healthy and, and lovable at any size and bodies are just it's just not that important. It's a shell. It's a shell why we're here on earth. But yet people are so hyper-focused on it. They are. I saw this TikTok the other day and this woman was talking about how she lost 150 pounds only to realize that she'll carry it with her forever. And I, and I commented on it because years ago I went through a hundred pound weight loss and it just made me so anxious about my body because then I knew that that was what was making me important to others. And there's a level of resentment that comes with it when you have always been there. You have always existed in this body and now only people see you now when you're thin. And that was Amen. like, it just, you move through this world and all of a sudden people want to give you opportunities and open doors for you. You could you waited your whole life to be able to shop with your friends and then suddenly you shop with your friends and you're like, wait a second, I should have always been able to do this. Like why you, you realize how much like the other side, it doesn't solve the problem. It amplifies it. So for me, when I see these people go through the headlines, people are like, what do you think about Adele losing weight? Or what do you think about Rebel? I'm like, they're going to go through this and I'm not going to say a peep about it because on the other side of this, there might be another side of this. Their bodies aren't going to stay as they are forever. Adele openly talked about how she was like using exercise as a means for like her mental health and stuff. Yeah. Bodies release weight for so many different reasons, but the commenting on it for me ended up fueling me thinking that the only reason I was valued was because of my body. And when you're that distracted by what you look like, so much other parts of me fell to the wayside because all that mattered was what I was eating and how much I was working out and what everybody thought of me. So that was also face tuning and, you know, editing it through multiple uh, apps to kind of bring myself to be this like 
person. And that left me no room to be a true creator, to like do the things that I really wanted to do to show up in my life. And so I know for you, you call yourself a self-esteem advocate. And I know that like anybody who comes to a place of being a self-esteem advocate has been through it. They know the tools. Talk to me a little bit about how you kind of stepped into that role. I mean, we can assume of how you got there, but kind of why that became so important for you as well. Um, you know, it really was a lot of the fan base just coming at me and and saying, thank you so much. And and I appreciate all you've done and you've changed my life. And and it really opened my eyes just by me being me and, and existing and following my dreams that I could have that effect on people. And then I started to notice comments of women and the way they talk to themselves and the things they say. And I'm not going to buy new clothes until I, I lose the weight. I'm going to punish myself. And, and I thought that is the most backwards thing I have ever heard in my life. You should feel beautiful and happy and dress your body in the clothes that fit you at whatever size. And, you know, even my mom recently, my mom is trying to, you know, get healthier and things like that. And it's amazing how many things that once in a while she'll say. And I'm like, that is such an old school mentality of thinking and so negative. And so I really started to try to spread that message as much as I could at the time, any chance I had, anytime I hear my friends speak negatively about themselves, I'm like, mm, we're going to shut that down right yes. now. And we're going to try again. We're going to say that differently. Mm -hmm. And I am deserving of love at any size. I am deserving of cute clothes at any size. My happiness does not um, correlate to a tag in my dress. That is ridiculous. Like, why do we do that? To why do we do that? It's so fascinating that we live our lives around the label on the inside of our clothing as if that's going to, first of all, it's not even visible to anybody else. Second of all, wearing clothes that fit you make you think less about your body. And that should be the goal is to think less about your body, to go and do more things. So you kind of got to wear the clothes that fit. And, you know, being, you know, I've just hit a year postpartum, but I found myself doing it a lot. Like, do my old pants fit? Are they doing up? Like, can I do? And then I, every time I did it, I was like, this looks, I look so awful every single time I do this. And all I think about is it pinching and pulling and feeling uncomfortable. And then you size up. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, first of all, I look fire. Like these curves are serving in the proper fitting mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, so proud, but it took so much unlearning of that. And, you know, you mentioned your mother as well. And I feel like we're generation now that has, Truly, a lot of people, when they talk about their journeys with their bodies, it starts with their mothers. But our mothers started with their mothers. And I recently just learned that we, apparently, all of us go on about 114 or 126, I can't remember the number now, of course, uh, diets in our lifetime up to two a year and usually lasting for like six days each. Like, I think a lot of us grew up watching our mothers like slim fast and like do all these fad things because that's what they were also marketed to. And we have this, we're also being marketed in the same way. I mean, you scroll TikTok for two seconds and it is everywhere and people gain um, a following, they gain business by showing these big transformations. So it's a lot of opportunity within those worlds as well. But 
it is so fascinating to kind of go through that and see how problematic it is. But yeah. Yes. And have you ever noticed how triggering January is for you? So bad. Is January triggering for you? Because January is very triggering for me. I mean, look at the New Year's Eve party. Who sponsored the New Year New Year's Eve party? Was Planet Fitness was plastered all over everywhere, immediately shoving it down the throats of all of us of new year, new you, you know, time to lose those pounds, time to change and miserable before stories. I don't know about you. Do you just hate miserable before stories when people say I was miserable before? Yeah, I used to do that. I used to be like, I was so miserable. And I was like, no, I actually just didn't feel like I had permission to show up for my life. That's what made me miserable. I wanted, I feel like I'm in church. I want to scream amen. (laughs) But I I had to come through it a little bit, right? Like, because we are sold the sadness and then happiness on the other side. When I lost a hundred pounds and was obsessed with losing more, being panicked that I had nowhere else to go, feeling like, why didn't I get that feeling that was marketed to me forever? So yeah, January is like, January is so interesting because we eat a lot of rich foods over the holiday. There's a lot of sitting around. There's a lot of loss in like our rhythm and our routines. And then we get like, we really crave maybe salads or movement and fitness and stuff like that. But there's this marketing tactic to it. And there was, I just had to pull up this tweet that Riley Laster did. She is Riley Laster underscore RD on Instagram. And I love her, but she writes, diet culture doesn't own salads and vegetables. It doesn't own movement and fitness goals. It doesn't own you. You are free to say no to dieting while also saying yes to pursuing your health goals. And I felt like that's all I needed for January because I was like, let me eat salad and let me go for like, let me go on my Peloton for an hour and not an hour, (laughs) maybe down to 20 minutes maximum. But I needed to still feel like I was doing that without falling into diet culture. And doing it for the right reason. Yes, yes. Your body because you're grateful for it. Yes. And because it feels good. Healthy things. In fact, um, I don't know if you saw this, but Time Time um, Magazine did a article. I don't know if it was actually in the article because I saw it online. Mm. But I wanted to shout from the mountaintops. It was the first time I ever feel like a major company like that got it and released it to the world. And it was something along the lines of why you shouldn't exercise to lose weight. And it was well done, beautifully written. And I was like, this, this is what I've been screaming for like 19 years. And finally somebody put it eloquently in an article and an article that might actually you know, be seen and go to the masses. And I, you know, I think I'm going to reshare it on social media because yeah. I'm just so grateful to finally have people understanding and cutting out the word diet. And, you know, you asked about the self-esteem thing and how I try to help others with that. And that is one of the number one things I mm. talk about. Mamas, your babies are listening. Their eyes are seeing you. When you grab your thighs in the mirror and you, you squeeze them and you say, oh, my thighs are so bad. Well, guess what? That little girl or that little boy standing in the room. Now they think, oh, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Oh, do I have good ones? Do I have bad ones? We think, oh, this hits women more, but I'm finding more and more that little boys see it too. And little boys grow up to be husbands. Yes, they do. We are setting up, you know, your future daughter-in-law for, for failure. Yeah. 
you know, was getting that into his brain that like, oh, that's bad. Yeah. It's so interesting that we forget that sometimes we are the ones who teach them language. We're the first voice they ever hear. And at the same time, I grew up with a mother who um, was very overweight and I had the most amazing childhood. And I know she probably thought a lot about her body. She probably, uh, I remember her thinking about it out loud and talking about it. But as a child to a loving mother, I never saw her for her thighs. So it meant nothing to me. It meant that I liked that she was there for us. I loved that she showed up for us. And I've seen her, you know, ebb and flow in her body and like for for nothing less in our relationship. And I think I've really had to come through and see that and, and understand that and also recognize that. And I, I could do an entire podcast on, you know, dieting in and of itself while emotionally and mentally damaging, it wreaked havoc on my body that I am still recovering. I will probably be in recovery for the rest of my life for what I did um, so aggressively for years. I am with you on that. I've you know, been through it all, been through the eating disorders, all of that. And yeah, it is something that I think forever, it, it's something that will be with us. But I also think that those things, you know, maybe they happened for a reason so that we could be these voices and these lights and, and help others through that. Because there's so many out there that have never even heard of the concept of loving your body at any size or yes. loving yourself without contingency. Healthy at any size. And I think that that, it was actually, um, I saw an article not long about you and it was talking about how people who are in larger bodies showing up and doing it. My, my friend Meg is a big one as well. She's huge into weightlifting and people are always like, just push a little harder and you're going to lose the weight. And she's like, I can friggin' bench t- press five of you. Like, who are you kidding right now? Yeah, I'm like, why do I need to lose the weight? Why, like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm strong as hell. I'll take you down any day. And it's just so, but when I first met Meg, it was, she was just constantly in a battle to uh, like defend her body, right. It, to be in defense of it. Mm-hmm. And then she did this one TikTok where it was this voice of like, um, I'm not strong for this. I'm strong to like, I could fight bears in the forest. And it went super, yeah. so you know what, what I mean, I went so one. viral. And I was like, that was the moment I saw her like switch. And she was just like, no, like I, I am a healthy woman and I am strong and I am this, and this is what my body looks like. And I think that there's so much incredible things when we see people reclaiming what health looks like for their body, because there is that notion of we can all eat and exercise the same and we'll look entirely different. And we need to remind each other of that constantly. Yesterday I saw a, uh, I'm bringing TikTok up again because I was on it, but um, there was a woman who was talking about postpartum and she was like, moms who want to lose the weight, they will. And she's like, don't be lazy. And I was like, I was, I just kind of walked. I was like, I will start a fight if I don't walk away. She goes into the rest of the story and I'm just, just a warning to anybody. I am going to bring up calories. She goes into, I like go into her, her comments. Cause I'm like, what are people bringing up? Cause the only reason I saw this were people were tagging me. And I was like, I need to see what's going on. She brings up in the comments that she doesn't work out at all. So her hard work and her laziness that she's like talking against is the fact that she eats 600 calories a day. She also had liposuction a few months ago, not against it, not upset if you want to make that decision, but you're sitting here and telling women that they're lazy for not losing baby weight. Like, are you kidding me right now? Our bodies hormonally and like our hips have shifted. Everything has changed. The whole notion that breastfeeding makes you lose weight is also like 
not necessarily true for everybody. It hasn't been for mine. And I was so, even so deep, far down into this work, sat there hurt that I was called lazy in my own healing. And I just, I honestly was, I just stepped away. I was like, I cannot give this any more energy, but clearly I've been ruminating about it for the last day. But it just made me so aware of how much that is still there. And it kind of does remind me of why someone like you and like just showing up and just being yourself and doing what you love. Like, let's remember 20 years ago, somebody showing up and doing what they love wasn't always allowed. We now have these opportunities to see people show up and do things that they were previously never really given permission to do. How does that feel to kind of be able to step in and have your own platform, not kind of seeking the stage uh, from a different perspective? Or did you find that you got resistance, especially coming up in dance? Because I've heard that dance is one of the tougher crowds to be in when it comes to bodies. Oh, dance is brutal. It It is. And I love it so much. Mm. And it's such a beautiful sport. And there's so much to learn from it. And, you know, it is my emotion emotional outlet and all these wonderful things, but was it toxic? Absolutely. Was I pulled aside at 12 years old and told, I'm sorry, you are an incredible dancer. We want you to represent your state at nationals, but you just don't have the ideal dancer body. Oh gosh. You won't fit into the costumes. We already have pre-made costumes. You just won't fit. So that was something that was always hard, always toxic for me. And it drove me to work harder, be louder, fly higher, spin faster. All of it was just like, you know what? (laughs) If you're going to try to tell me that I don't have a seat at the table, I am going to make it undeniable. Yes. That I deserve this seat at the table. And as much as it shaped me into who I am today and that fighter mentality to to get what I want in life, there's a part of me that does, you know, want to scream. That's not fair. I shouldn't have to fight twice as hard to be at the table. But I do love that. I love that about social media. And I love that about TikTok is now I do feel like it has shifted. There's a lot of support um, in my corner and and all of us bonding together, all of us body positive influencers and actors and oh I I love it I don't feel lonely anymore (laughs) it's really just so it's such a special time and we're seeing I even read an article this week about somebody as one of the stars from Yellow Jackets where people were claiming that she had an affair with like this hunky guy in the show or something and they were like oh you uh, a girl of that body weight would never land a guy like that and it's like no honey anybody can land anybody like oh everybody I feel like we're blowing not we, but people like Alicia McCarvel is blowing. I was just bring her up. <laughs> she's just blowing it completely. The lid is off. It's gone. And we're seeing, and you know what? That doesn't just change lives for women. It changes it for men too. There is a lot of men who are very interested in a lot of different types of women and bodies and also seeking that permission to have that attraction to show up in those relationships and be proud of them. So I think that as toxic and as filtered and as difficult social media can be, I also feel like without it, we wouldn't have so many people that we wouldn't have heard from anyhow, like without it, right? I agree. I feel like, and, and my sister brought this up. She said, oh, I don't know about social media. It's so hard. And they compare themselves and all those things. I'm like, yes, but that is 
how my voice is being heard on social media. That is how so many of the right people's voices are finally going out to the world and helping, you know, shift this narrative. And I do, I feel like we're like right around the corner where I feel like people are seeing all different shapes and sizes on social media now, and they are relating to it. And I think that it actually can be such a positive thing. And that is one of the things I actually suggest um, as a self-esteem advocate is go unfollow anyone who makes you feel less than. Um, I was talking to a group of um, dancers and actors at a convention once, and they said, like, five of them brought up a clothing company that is one size fits all. Oh, I know what one it is as soon as you said it. (laughs) You know it, you know it. And I just was like, what? This is really a thing. And I'm like, pull out your phones right now. I want you all to unfollow that clothing company. If it makes you feel bad about yourself, then you don't need it. This is 2022 people cut out all that from your life. Anyone, you know, that you find yourself comparing yourself to and go follow people like Alicia and, and you, and there's so many, um, XO Brooklyn. And it is so good that young girls and young boys are now seeing these bodies. Yes. And we're normalizing it. Yeah. And we're realizing that what we've been fed is completely a lie. And, you know, these companies profit off of, your misfortune and your low self-esteem and all these, all the diet culture, like all a lie that we've been sold and don't buy it. As a mom of four and having to be a support person for one kid in high school, one kid in middle school, one kid in elementary school, and then also having an infant, yeah, it's a little bit tricky to be able to spread myself all the way across. And let's be real, teachers can't really do that either. This is why I love Baiju's Future School. Baiju's helps your kids get personalized attention and world-class learning experience completely online to supplement their in-person school education. They have small group and one-on-one learning. Baiju's Future School is committed to helping students become creators and shift from passive to active learning while building skills they'll use for the rest of their lives. Baiju's Future School currently offers coding and music courses for grades one to 12 and math courses for grades one through eight. And you can keep an eye out for even more subjects launching. I actually sat in on my oldest daughter sitting through an introductory coding class and was really blown away at how effective they are in teaching. It was really, really inspiring to see. And right now you can join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. With Baiju's Future School, they're offering our listeners their first class free. Just go to byjuice.com slash podcast to sign up for your first class absolutely free. That's B-Y-J-U-S dot com slash podcast. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, exactly. Because if you make a one size fits all store, then we figure that we're the problem. I felt like that when Abercrombie was around in high school, they've made a huge change. That's the only reason (laughs) I've named them. They've made massive strides to make that change and to like right that wrong. But I still remember being able to going into that store and being like, 
okay, I can, I can barely fit the extra large men's. Like that's really unfortunate. But more than that, I think that the one thing that has really just kind of opened my eyes is the whole point of all of this isn't for us to kind of just like keep bantering on social media, but why we're worthy of doing things. It's been when I actually go to an amusement park and I see so many people actually wearing clothes that keep them cool. And when I go Mm -hmm. to the beach and I see people of all different body sizes, not just like covering up and feeling ashamed, which if you need to cover up to not think so much about your body, please do that. But more so engaging in their life. I think that's the whole point of this is, you know, I think for anybody who's ever struggled with their body, they know how much time that distraction has really taken up. And the thing that I keep coming back to is why are we being pushed towards being this distracted? Because if we were really doing more with ourselves than being distracted with our bodies, think about what could be done. Like think about how much more we could be doing. And I think it's, I think it's a very intentional distraction. I think it's profitable and I think it's keeping us busy. And when you keep us busy, you keep us quiet. And I just am not here for that anymore. I stayed quiet long (laughs) enough and I don't want to do it. Right. And, and I don't know, I just really, I just really adore you. Oh, thank you, Sarah. I'm actually so glad that you brought that up. That was you know, a big, like pivotal moment for me, like another body positive self-esteem pivotal moment for me where I was talking to someone and they said, I don't know that I've ever seen my mom in a swimsuit. Oh, wow. What do you mean? Your mom never took you swimming as a kid? No, she let my dad get in the water and she, because she didn't want to wear a swimsuit and she she didn't want to. That was me. And I thought in order to do that, I should lose the weight so I could show up in my kid's childhood. And then I had to kind of mourn and grieve through the fact that I was always allowed to show up with my kids. And I was like, not that I was the reason, but I had bought into the idea that I wasn't worthy of being there. And there's a lot of us who, who fall into that. If I lose the weight, then I'll go and I'll, and I'll do the life. I'll live the life and I'll be I'll there the for my kids. That, that I want to live. Yeah. And that's just so backwards. Whoa. We, it's so backwards. And we only get one life only to live. Only one. I and, know. And we only get to raise these babies once. It's like, I will never let this affect my children in that way or affect my fun and those memories that could be made. And so I just, another thing that like, if you're out there listening and you get this message, please like, don't fall into that because there's so much joy for you and you deserve to be happy and exist and, and love your babies and love your life. Yes. You know, you know, and, and just to kind of finalize that you, um, brought up about how we are, you know, the narrations that our children hear and like those first words and whatnot, but we also forget that we're also the narrators of our own life. And how often do we let somebody else hold the pen because of, and give their opinions as to how we are to live our lives and how best to do it and what we should look like while showing up. So as much as we talk about making it better for our daughters, let's make it better for our and our sons, but let's make it better for ourselves too. Let's remember that we're writing. We are truly the ones that are writing this story. I love, I love the whole main character energy. Yeah. Like main character energy all the time, like that all the way, all the time. And that's exactly what you're doing. So tell everyone where they can best find you and connect, especially if they're like me and just so ready to have you back in their lives. 
Oh, thank you, Sarah. All right. So you can find me on Instagram as Case Stro. That's K-A-Y-C and then S-T-R-O-H because somebody stole Casey Damn Stro it. before oh. I could get it. <laughs> so then I did the same thing on TikTok. It's just Case Stro and YouTube is actually my full name, K-A-Y-C-E-E-S-T-R-O-H. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with me. This has been such a nice conversation to be having on a Monday. I loved it so much and uh, I appreciate you. And for everyone listening, I'm going to have everything for you in the show notes as well. And we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.